Good morning, Wastelanders. This is Streaming Wasteland. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. Streaming Wasteland. I'm Greg. Hi, Greg. And with me always... And Ringo. With me always is Ringo. Hi, Ringo. Yeah, we should probably talk about this movie. This movie is terrible. Say, say we both recommend this movie. I would say skip this movie. Yeah, don't watch this. Worst plot I've ever seen. This movie had some interesting twists and turns that I, I definitely enjoyed. You know what they say, once you're 18, monsters are your problem. The creature that we're dealing with is called the Dark Mother. Yeah. I just called her Dear Mommy. Do you want to go mm-hmm. ahead and jump back in? All right, we should probably dive into this. <laughs> okay, so this is Streaming Wastelands, and with now. me, as always, <laughs> is Greg, who's telling me when my cue is, and I keep screwing it up, like always. <laughs> we're hitting marks. We're pros. Yeah. Say hi, Greg. Hi, Greg. And, then, you know, since I didn't introduce myself, I'm Ringo, just for anyone who doesn't know. Hi, Ringo. Hi, Ringo. And this week, we went ahead and took on 2022's I Believe in Santa on Netflix. This is rated F for fa-la-la-la, fuck this film. (laughs) So, hey, Greg, before we get into the movie, what have you been up to? Oh, hating my life for watching I Believe in Santa. It's really just consumed (laughs) me. I usually watch one of these movies every Thursday night. And I picked this one Thursday night, and it was fucking... We're recording this the following Thursday, and it is... It's just been on the back of my mind. I was like, who made this fucking movie? <laughs> oh, that's fun whenever one of these movies leaves an impression like that. It's not even an impression. It's a wondering. It's at what point is the script passable enough that they'll just be like, yeah, fuck it, sign it. Because there's a lot of people out there who want to be screenwriters. There's a lot of people who feel like they have the gift or think that if they just had a chance, they could get their break and, and do this. And... I haven't obviously read all the screenplays from people like that, but you would assume at some point some of them are going to be better Christmas movies than this. I want to know who had blackmail material. I want to know (laughs) how it is that Netflix decided. It's like, were they just walking around their headquarters in Los Gatos and somebody's like, hey, I have an idea. What if a grown-up believed in Santa? And they were like, fuck, dude, this guy's a genius. You know, the the funny thing is, is like I remember watching this movie, but I, I don't remember it because it's like a fever dream. But the second you're like a man who believes, a person who believes in, in Santa Claus, I was like, oh my god, it all just <laughs> came rushing back to me. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Otherwise, I've been working on just, we've been grouting the shower, and that's been a project. And then we've taught the dog the command quiet. And by we taught him that, we found out that it works on him. So we think that his previous owner may have taught it. He's not great at it, but he's getting better, so that works. I've been standing on my porch glowering at people because I'm allowed to do that. I wave at my neighbors now like an old man, and now I get to fucking stare at people as they walk by like, like, what's that guy doing over there? I can feel the oldness seeping into me as I cusp 40. If it makes you feel any better, Bisswick's got me doing that every day when she barks out the window and I'm looking out. Someone's like walking <laughs> past, and they, they probably look at me six in the morning and i'm bleary eyed it'd be great if you could hide bisquick and then but she's barking and Mm -hmm. then it makes and then you move your mouth to make it look like you're barking at them like man that guy does a great pitbull impersonation the dog not pitbull the rat (laughs) so i I've, i've actually done that when i go ahead and grab her collar that doesn't stop her from barking nice so if I'm poking my head out the window to make sure someone's not leaving religious pamphlets on my doorstep like they did on Halloween, jeez. Yeah, Bisswick will end up barking and they just have Yeah, and I saw you didn't take that seriously and you let your child participate in Halloween and now they're clearly going to hell when Jesus comes back in the air. I told you. They did it wrong. They didn't give me a Bible and because they didn't give me a Bible, I don't believe them. They gave you Bible quotes. It's pretty close. But yeah, they, it's almost It's there. like science, but it's, it's not yeah. actual science. It's not complete. 
Research TBD. <laughs> Research is ongoing in the field of whether or not this is true, but so far, after 2023 years, TBD? <laughs> we haven't seen real results yet, but we're hopeful. Maybe in the next 23 years. Or two, yeah. 23 years. See, the worst of it is, I know that if the world were to come to a situation where we have a like a worse plague than uh, coronavirus or we have some kind of calamity that destroys our food supply or drastically affects most of the population there's going to be a bunch of people like those delivering pamphlets that are like see the rapture and you're like this isn't even what's described if this is the rapture where is the jesus who raptured everybody yeah the thing that i've been nervous about because i don't know if i've told you when i grew up with a very religious household so i heard a lot of the religious nonsense and one of them is that there will be a country that will be uh, beset upon by all sides or some shit like that. And the, mm -hmm. the country's name is alluded to as Israel, as far as I remember everyone telling me. But we've got all this bullshit that's going on. And I'm like, I'm surprised I haven't heard anyone going, <gasps> it's the times. It's well, because the they need just a couple more things. But I'm sure there's somebody out there. I'm sure there's a billboard somewhere that's like, see? Yeah, farther south. Which is, I always appreciate those billboards when their message is just like, told you, and I'm like, I, about what? I'm like, <laughs> I'm driving from like West Texas to Albuquerque, and there's billboards like, told you, and I'm like, I, what did you tell me? I don't know. I'm not from here. I'm trying to run from Hurricane Harvey. What if that billboard wasn't meant for you? It was meant for like their best friend, and they were like, I told you that chicken from the, you know, the Biggie Mart was going to go ahead and give you <laughs> diarrhea. Told you. Told you about them gas station sushi. Gas station sushi, <laughs> man. Oh, I have heard so many people enjoy gas station sushi, and I'm like, don't do it. Did I ever tell you about the the truck stop? I took, I stopped in, I think it was Vancouver, Washington, years and years ago. No. Myself and two friends were traveling up to Seattle, foreshadowing for I live near there now, but <laughs> we were traveling up to Seattle, and we stopped in Vancouver, Washington to get some food, and this is like traditional Greasy Spoon truck stop type place we stopped at. I don't remember the name of it, but the lady... So, the two of us, me and him, are a little bit more experienced in road trips and the ways of the world. So we stop in this diner and we order the most neutral shit we can get. We're getting like pancakes and toast and something like, I think I ordered like a couple sausage links. Stuff that I'm pretty sure is frozen. They're charging me quadruple what they paid for it. But it's greasy and it's filling and I'm young enough that I don't have to worry about greasy food giving me a deuce at this point. But on the menu was cashew chicken, and I was like, I would not order cashew chicken at a truck stop, and his girlfriend did, in fact, order the cashew chicken. What came out was a pile of rice with two full-ass chicken breasts on it, covered in brown gravy and cashews. And I was like, that is not cashew chicken, for the record. She ate it, and then, like, we're about two, three hours outside the Bay Area, and she goes, my stomach feels funny. I'm like, yeah, I bet that it does. Like, that is not where I would have ordered that from. Have you ever seen the movie, you know, where the alien comes out of your chest, lady? Because uh, you're going to have that happen. Because <laughs> that's what you stomach. got, yeah. <laughs> the also, that was the same trip. I went to a place I don't think it exists in Seattle anymore because I tried to find it and I can't. I also don't remember the name of it, so I was just going by look. But we stopped in this diner and I ordered something. I, I think I said, like, I'll have the French dip. And he said, oh, we're out of the meat for that. And so I told the waiter, I was like, oh, well, then I'll have. And the waiter literally took my finger and pushed it to the cheeseburger. And he point, he pushed my finger down on the cheeseburger. And I was like, the cheeseburger. And he was like, great choice, as he nodded emphatically. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it was a fun culinary trip. 
That sounds fun. I remember you telling me about that trip a few times, and it's just entertaining whenever you have uh, a waiter that does stuff like that, and you're like, oh, you apparently know who I am already, and I've never been here yeah. before. Well, this is one of those things where I feel like that's just a type of waiter that doesn't exist anymore. Now, there's so few waiters for how many tables there are in so many restaurants, and these people are overworked as hell. So they don't really have time. They're more in line of like, hey, if you want to get fucking diarrhea, that's fine. I don't care what you order. Just tip me. And yeah. I think that's a fair attitude. But yeah, we used to have the waiters like that at Denny's were the same thing, right? They'd be like, hey, you have to order something to get another cup of coffee. Did you order these mozzarella sticks? And you're like, yeah, I did order these mozzarella sticks. And they're like, that's what I thought. Because I'm there for hours at a time with friends. So they're just like, this guy could have another cup of coffee. I'll give him some mozzarella sticks. He tips. But yeah, it's also like so many of these diners are fucking corporate now. Yeah. Even the ones that are like small, they're still like, we only have 212 locations. I'm like, oh, only. <laughs> well, I'm glad to know that I'm finally in a mom and pop stop. It feels just like home if home was somehow corporate and <laughs> cold and soulless. If, where uh, where you feel like you have a quota just by walking in the door. Right. <laughs> type of place that really makes you believe in something bigger than yourself like santa yeah, yeah. oh okay we're do- we're pivoting got it yes got it speaking of segues <laughs> <laughs> hey guys it's uh streaming wasteland again and so pretending like the last 10 minutes didn't start hey greg you want to say hi no, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> i don't i don't believe in time travel i believe in santa uh with, with Greg believing in Santa, I want you guys to know this week we went and took on 2022's I Believe in Santa, which is on Netflix, and it's rated F for Fala Fuck This Film. This movie is starring Christina Moore as Lisa, John Ducey as Tom, Violet McGraw as Ella, Session Bot as Awesome, Hassan, it, Latifa Holder as Sharon. The trigger warnings for this movie is that it's just truly a fucking bonkers movie. Also, Almost Ruined Christmas. Our synopsis. Lisa meets Tom at a 4th of July barbecue, and they immediately click. Six months later, it's Christmas time, and oh, Lisa hates Christmas, and Tom loves Christmas. But it gets worse. Tom professes to actually believe in Santa for real, the way one would believe in any spirit or, or deity. Lisa doesn't immediately break up with him, but it's a rocky going for a little bit here. Finally, Lisa comes around and believes in Santa too, and they get married and just shoot me in the face right now because god damn. Let's go into those reviews. For uh, Movievation, Roger Moore writes, fails to warm the heart, wraps up in romance, or tickle the funny bone. Like too many of these mass-produced holiday pictures, it's just filler. Over at Common Sense Media, Jennifer Green reviews, On one side is the man who would rather be wrong for having faith in something magical. On the other, the woman who thinks Santa is a lie and has come to represent base consumption. It's almost enough to make you believe or at least want to. Over on Letterboxd, we have user Joffrey McPhail commenting, John Ducey's character seems as if his belief in Santa is the only thing keeping him from being a serial killer. I can see that. I'm sorry, that's just me adding my own little bit there. (laughs) And on Rotten Tomatoes, user John D. chimes in. Seems like a lot of reviews on here are just not getting it. This movie is an initiative, an inventive take on faith and belief. Santa is a lucky guy. Super duper lucky, guys. He just has the (laughs) best believer in the world. That was really my issue with the movie is I didn't get it. I didn't see how this was an inventive take on faith. I was just too fucking dumb. 
to realize the heavy-handed allegory that they were handing down. I was just fucking... I was sitting there slack-jawed. I was tossing Reese's Pieces at my face, and I was just hoping they got in my mouth. I was eating (laughs) glue sticks and and huffing paint, and I was just... I was too stupid to get it. That's why I didn't like this movie, because I'm just so dumb. See, that's why we got to go to church, you and I. (laughs) The orb school, apparently. (laughs) I need to start playing those cool brain training apps that tell you that you're going to up your IQ by like 69 points because you got a 69 out of 69 on the score. Yeah, I guess that's what I needed to understand this movie because John D. told us it's just we don't get it. That's all. We we missed it. I'm glad that he told us that we missed it because now I have a reason to go back and rewind. Rewind. Uh, I'm not even going to go through with that joke. Yeah, the... Uh... If you can't tell, we didn't miss it there. We, <laughs> I don't think anybody did because it's pretty much impossible to. My big issue, so I, I'll start off like I rated this film F for follow la 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 fuck this film. But the my big issue with this movie is that it doesn't even try to be subtle in the fact that it is basically a God's Not Dead type movie wrapped up with a Christmas thing. It's not, I don't get the sense that they were as open about the idea of hammering home belief and faith, but they were certainly more than open to the same type of arguments that people use quote-unquote against atheists all the time and making the same dumb arguments. This guy basically makes a version of Pascal's Wager, except for Santa, which makes both an old argument from like the 1200s and this movie feel fucking stupid. Wouldn't you want to believe and be right than not believe and be wrong? And it's like, no. Because it... If Santa was real, you would have evidence. Other deities don't necessarily work this way. They work in mysterious ways, or they have actions that you can't understand. So that's fine. But literally, Santa brings presents. So if he was real, you would know. And that makes this entire fucking argument stupid. So if John Ducey's character, if Tom really wanted to prove to Lisa that Santa was real, he could have just waited until 25th and been like, hey, by the way, I didn't buy that. He could have videotaped him, like, the presence under the tree, right? You don't have to put a camera on Santa, but just the presence under the tree. And then when one is added magically, then what the, then she would have proof. But instead, he waits until, what, two weeks before Christmas? And he's like, oh, and by the way, I'm batshit crazy. <laughs> and she's like, oh, really? Because I'm a certified Christmas hater. And then, yeah, the, the whole fucking movie... I don't know. I would have left the guy... Immediately, I guess I'm not the romantic lead type, but if I'm sitting down (laughs) with somebody I've been going out with for six months and they're like, by the way, I think the Tooth Fairy is 100% real. I'd be like, oh, he's like, I'm not joking. I have a holiday and everything. I'd be like, well, it's been a great six months. I'm probably not going to get over you for a little while, but this is insane and I'm not going to buy it. The uh, the first question I would ask in that moment and she should ask is, are you on medication and not not trying to upset you but did you take it this morning because this right. is fucking batshit and the fact that we've been dating for six months and you haven't told me this and you just surprised me with this is difficult to take in especially considering there's a good chance that like one of them is probably going to look into you the other one's like past and get an idea of what they're into what they've been doing and he's probably going fi- to figure out that she's probably written a few articles that are like Christmas is corporation bullshit I don't mm-hmm. like it And then you're going to have that conversation. I thought about that, too. I thought to myself, so I understand that this guy is, 
meant to be almost childlike in a way. He's supposed to represent some sort of adult with childlike innocence, but he has a job as a lawyer, and part of you know being a lawyer is researching things. And so the fact that he would never have Googled his girlfriend's name, or she's got to have told him at some point that she works for a newspaper, and he's never been like, oh, what have you written? And then gone and looked at her work just to support her, get a click on some ads, and then find the fuck that I hate Christmas articles. Well, it doesn't make any sense to me. And, and to add in, he, you know, like you said, he's a lawyer, and his arguments are, well, faith. Right? Just, just faith. If you don't have faith... Super then, good lawyering. I would love to have him go ahead and defend me in court if I was dealing with something that I didn't commit. I'm going to go to jail because he's my fucking lawyer. Right? Well, Your, your Honor, Honor, you just need to have faith that he didn't do yeah, it. I just going to say, Your Honor, I don't have any evidence or proof, but I believe, and I think you should too. And he turns <laughs> to the jury, and ladies of the jury, and gentlemen of the jury, I think you should too. We've got a 12 angry men situation here. I know it's not about murder. This guy is just behind on his taxes. But still, 12 angry men. Think about that. Great movie. And they changed their mind. Maybe you could too. Hashtag belief. The, the judge and the jury just go ahead and like give him the win so he feels better about it and then they go ahead and like incriminate the guy on someone something they else. would just throw him in <laughs> so you have no evidence and no no proceedings that's correct so we find him guilty and they'll be like oh your honor you don't believe and he'd be like okay and that's contempt get out <laughs> take this man to jail what if he went in to go ahead and argue to to argue for his client's freedom and he just starts spouting off about santa instead of the client's shit Every December, he's just not allowed to be in court anymore because it just like his firm keeps him away. They're like, no, thank you. <laughs> They're like, during Christmas and Easter, we have to lock him up because he believes in the Easter Bunny, too. Yeah, but I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice if we didn't talk about two of the more annoying points of this movie besides this guy's open allegories for belief in Santa equals like being persecuted for being something. And that is, one, that the character Asan literally compares believing in Santa like being a Muslim in America. Now, I'm not here to point fingers or cast dispersions on anybody. I'm not Muslim, and I can't say for sure how Muslims are treated across America, but I know that they don't necessarily get a great treatment. And the fact that this guy is comparing what a massive amount of people have dealt with, including a president who tried to ban them from entering the country not, like, six years ago, to this guy believing in Santa, it's fucking insanely insulting. And I'm really surprised this got past Netflix like in any shape or form, which is why at the beginning I said like, how, what's the bar for getting these screenplays in? Because this was badly thought out from the get go. And then as the movie goes on, you're like, and they just keep making it worse. Yeah. I don't know, because, like, there were so many things in this that I was like, what the fuck? We've discussed how it's a weak allegory for religion. Believe in God. God needs mm -hmm. your faith to go ahead and believe. But, like, having Lisa be the atheist that has zero argument against it other than, oh, capitalism, which, I mean, yeah, there's an argument there with utilizing the, the term capitalism, but your only argument being capitalism doesn't fight against the whole concept and then you add in that Asan goes oh it's you know like the persecution that we deal with and I'm like I, I think I, I paused for a second and I went what yeah no I'm same with Greg I'm not Muslim but I was in the military during a stressful time for Muslims that's still ongoing and it just seems to keep getting worse 
<laughs> no one has an issue with you believing in Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop yeah, this. No one is. There's no president out there decreeing that Santa believers can't enter the country. There's no organizations out there openly saying we need to train people to go kill the Santa believers. So, yeah, I think that was a huge swing and a miss, and it should have never been attempted in this movie. Uh, but, yeah, touching back on Lisa, I thought, like, I actually agree with her sentiment that a lot of this Christmas bullshit is just rituals, etc. I've, I've said it before, I'll say it again. But her dumb argument in general about when I was seven, my parents were mean <laughs> to me. And so I don't believe in Now I hate Christmas. I was like, dude, Jesus, this is the weakest form of this argument, right? And it's very stereotypical for these faith-based movies, right? Oh, the reason I don't believe in God is one time when I was eight, my dog died, and therefore I hate God. And then the good Christian gets to come in and be like, no, everything ends, and your dog is in heaven. And they have to go, oh, okay, I believe now. (laughs) Right? This is just the same shit. One time when I was seven, my parents, I found my parents' gift that they were going to give me, and they took it back instead of giving it to me. So now I hate Christmas because they cared more about their ritual than they cared about my happiness. And I was like, first of all, it sounds like your parents are assholes, and this probably isn't the only time that they fucked you over. You just associate this one with Christmas. But second of all, this is the shittiest, weakest argument. They could have straight up said, oh, I stopped believing because I grew up and I got older and realized that it doesn't make any sense, and so I stopped believing. And now, when I see all this crap, I think about what we're telling kids, all this bullshit that we're instilling in them to then make them feel like they have to grow up and still honor the Christmas spirit and buy shit and be all festive, even if they don't feel like it. I think that Christmas is something that tries to make us conform to a mainstream society, and that feels weird to me, in a society that very much, most of the time, wants to break away from the mainstream. We've The last 20 years have seen tremendous shifts away from what we used to call the heteronormative, stereotypical American life. And so, for Christmas to come along and then shove thousands of years of tradition down our throat, or in the case of Santa Claus, like, I don't know, 63 years of Coca-Cola Santa Claus down our throat... <laughs> It's shocking. She could have said any of that. But instead, she's like, my doll, and so sad, and now angry at Christmas, to the point that I'm known at my newspaper as the Christmas hater. Yeah, well, so she did have a decent argument at the one point in the movie where they're going to, to the mall to do the Santa Claus, the take a picture with Santa Claus shit. And she's like, you know that corporations are never going to let their point man go. He's going to be what they use to sell shit for now until the day that he no longer sells stuff. And even then, they're going to figure out a way to go ahead and pull out more out of him. And that's just how that's going to be. And Tom just goes, well, corporations are corporations, and corporations are going to do nothing. Your counter-argument, Tom, means jack-fucking-shit, and Lisa right. wins this one. If, if we're going at a, at a cage match, you just lost. You got your ass beat in that one. Granted, it was the one fight out of, like, three that we've mentioned that Lisa actually wins. Otherwise, Lisa's arguments are just weak. Yeah, like Greg said, her parents, pieces of shit. If that's their response, you found the presents, so we're taking them back. Bullshit. Parents don't do that. They hide them mm. in somewhere else where they give them to the other kid, or they give them to another kid and say, fuck you. Yeah. Well, and also, again, it follows the beat of a faith movie, right? So the believer has to take one loss, but win two out of three, because otherwise it would be too easy. But faith is about testing yourself. I Yeah, 
as you can tell, I hated this movie from the get-go because I hate all these pseudo, like, pure flicks bullshit movies that come out that are supposed to be some sort of argument or belief or proof, and they all just are garbage. Even if I was religious, I think this movie would upset me because I'd probably be upset if I was religious that my my chosen belief is being compared to, be- like, a man fully believing in something childlike. This guy should be committed. He's uh, Or he needs therapy, at least, because this is nonsense. He probably he might have to go ahead and get therapy and then probably have to take medication for the rest of his life because it sounds like he's holding on to childhood fantasies. And I'm not a therapist, so I don't know anything about that. But I feel like that's something that, like, you can work through and get past. I got over a lot of the stuff from my childhood, and it just took years and years of abuse. And that's all it took. The Army went ahead and beat it out of me. Mm-hmm. I got under a lot of the stuff from my childhood. Hey. It was mostly a priest. Ah, ah. yeah. He was dressed like Santa, though, so it's okay. I still yeah. believe. So you believe. Good. Yeah. Yeah, I think we've hammered home this point pretty well. I do want to say that this movie, even if you are fine with the concept of this movie, if we're saying all this and you're like, no, I'm going to watch that because fuck the two of you. Fine. Right? The two leads, Christina and John, Christina Moore and John Ducey, they're married in real life, but they do not have on-screen chemistry. And I actually couldn't tell who was doing a worse job. Christina Moore the way she like held her eyes open at everybody oh she looked like she was basically having a possession every scene she was in and john ducey he went basically from regular level-headed dude to manic and then back in in like every scene he'd be like yeah i think i'm thinking i'm probably gonna lose this case because i like i'm i don't think my client's innocent i just i don't know i don't know if he's gonna be a- Oh my god, candy canes! Let me show you my train! <laughs> Holy shit, you don't believe? Yes, but the problem is the filings for the court didn't go through, and you're like, what the fuck is happening here? And between the two of them, there's no chemistry. The movie also feels overly long. It's only 90 minutes, but it feels like they got through the main stuff that they wanted to show in 60 and so they went back in and worked in scenes, it looks like, and extended some stuff, and I feel like it... This could have probably served better as just a straight-up Hallmark movie. I know Netflix needs their own, but just put this in some sort of Christmas compilation of, like, 45-minute movies, and it might have been better. I might not have had time to notice the bad chemistry. Uh, I also would have never watched this movie at that point, which (laughs) I will say that I think Latifah Holder was probably the best part of this movie. She was pretty funny, or at least comical. Uh, I don't think anybody in this movie was particularly funny, but she came the closest to being funny. Everybody else was playing a stereotype of exactly what you'd expect. Violet McGraw as Ella is like the third credited person on IMDb, but I feel like Ella had almost no screen time in this movie. She's in the movie for like 25 minutes, maybe. That's their daughter. Yeah, and the only thing that I remember is like when they were dealing with like getting a tree, and she's like, that's the prettiest tree we have ever had. And I like I have it written down. I'm looking at it right now. And the thought that went through my head is, oh, so Lisa's a lying little turd bag that has Christmas every year and acts out the traditions that she's talking that are bullshit mm-hmm. that she doesn't act out. And stop yeah, staring and- at my fucking soul. Yeah. And also the... I thought it was weird that somebody with a kid would have all these, like, virulent anti-Christmas, like, propaganda. Because, like, you know, an older kid, maybe, but a little kid, they're they're into this shit. And she's clearly not somebody who wants to do what her parents did and ruin Christmas for her kid. So it, it felt weird to me. It felt like the whole thing was weird. Yeah, I don't think this movie really works as a movie. Obviously, I've got issues with the theme of this movie. But I'm just more shocked, like, Netflix, if you're listening... 
I know people who have screenplays who are at least as good as this. Give them a shot. Yeah. Not saying that this was a masterpiece or that my friends are all like experts. I, I don't know anybody who I'd call the next Oscar Wilde, but I know people who could at least do this. So fucking give them a shot. Give them money. Something else I want to point out that I've noticed. The Uber scenes were, was a joke that was overdone way too many times. It wasn't funny the first time. It wasn't funny the second time. It wasn't funny the third time. And the Uber driver nailed it like the third time. You girls scream too much. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but that annoyed me. I do remember that. Me. Yeah, it was annoying. But it's the same problem, right? So... In a meta sense, having little jokes like that, these little quick like, ah, and I scared the Uber driver, it has to be in tone with the movie, which means that the rest of the movie either has to be completely serious, and these are like breaks, right? These are supposed to be tension breaks, or the rest of the movie has to be pretty lighthearted and funny, and this didn't come across that way. And so it makes those jokes feel annoying. It's something that we touch on, the episode's not out yet, but Thunder Force, we talk about it a little bit, where the repetitive nature of a joke only works if the joke works in the first place and if it doesn't work then you're basically setting yourself up for failure a bunch of different times but i suppose the flip side of that is you don't know until you've shot it and watched it and at that point it might be too late especially on a low budget to actually go back and do reshoots for all we know this movie was recorded in four days i don't know if this is a tiny little budget like quick production thing i guess i i would give it a two out of nine instead of a one but as of right now, I'm sitting at a firm one out of nine, and I could not recommend this movie. Even if you're not like me, if you like this type of Christmas movie, I don't think you'll like this one. There are a few films that we've seen that are worse than this. I, I'd honestly put this as like the Christmas version of the Buddy Games in terms of yeah. everything that it was trying to do is a flop, and I don't like what it was trying to do in the first place. No, I am right there with you. I think that this one goes on the shelf right next to Buddy Games. If we had like a shelf of like... All of our horrible movies. I would have a, like the top reigning champions of worst movies, and Buddy Games would be at the top, and this one would be probably right next to it. On, on, like, I'd give them both gold medals. I'd yeah. put the fucking yeah. streaming wasteland seal of disapproval right on there. But yeah, this is... <laughs> I, I really like what Roger Moore wrote, which is that this fails to warm the heart, wrap us in romance, solve us with sentiment, or tickle the funny bone. And that's everything this movie was trying to do, and it failed at it. And that is why this is the... The Christmas Buddy Games. This is, might as well be like the, I don't know, the the Holly Games or some shit like that. The Yuletide, <laughs> Yuletide Olympics the, or whatever. Because this is just, there, there's no competition in it, but it's just everything it tries to do is fucking awful. It's not a good movie. It's not well thought out. It's not well conceived. It's not well acted. It's not well written. It's not well directed. Every part of it flops. And as such, it's it's really hard to say anything nice about it i've i've given the compliments i can give which is that i didn't think latifah holder was that bad i'd like to see her (laughs) in something that's not this well like i was thinking about it when when i was writing down my notes and i was like can i give this anything anything and yeah i can agree with you on latifah i think that she was fine in this one but i was like looking at it and i'm like for a california christmas the thing that i give the two main characters in that is it's nice to see that they made a love letter to each other This one doesn't get me to even say that because it didn't feel like a love letter. It felt like Lisa's eyeballs were trying to pop out and Tom's brain was trying to fry itself inside of his skull because, oh my God, they didn't have the chemistry. Like Greg said, it It is interesting how many of these movies seem to be made by couples. It makes me wonder, again, if that was part of the pitch, if... I think we, I don't know if we talked about this in an episode or if this is just our side conversation, but I wonder if that's easy marketing, right? Like, oh, it's a love story between a couple that's already married. It ought to be great. And 
I don't know. You know I don't know. I, honestly, the big problem I have with guessing about this stuff, I don't watch very many commercials in places that would advertise this sort of thing anymore. Yeah. And so the person I'd have to talk to would be like my mom or some of her friends. And I don't know that they watched this. And that leads me to the question I always have for these movies, which is who the fuck is this for? Right. Yeah. Who's this audience for? Is it for three year olds, like three to seven year olds that go to church? Is it for Christian families? Is it for what? who? Who? Yeah. Well, so I think we can make a decent guess that at least this is for teenagers and up because the emotional themes in here for what's there is a little too complex for little kids, right? Yeah, when you look yeah. at something like The Lion King and stuff that's intended for kids, obviously it's very straightforward. I would never say that a kid's movie is heavy-handed because, of course, it is. It's for fucking children, right? They ch- Children don't learn from, like, subtle allegory. like, <laughs> And that's why Lost was actually about having your family connections the whole time. Like, they're not going to pick that up. Little kids are never going to watch Lost. But this is clearly for teenagers up, but I think teenagers would be bored of it. And so this means this is probably for adults about 10 years younger than us onwards. And I think they would be insulted by it. So I don't know who this movie's for, except for apparently John D on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> Actually, I think you, you do nail it when you say the teenagers, but it's a specific group of teenagers. It's the teenagers that do christian whippets. summer oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes whippets they do uh, summer whippets and <laughs> christian whippets christian they say praise jesus whippets. and then you just get that whip <laughs> no they do christian christian summer camp or christian uh, winter camp see, see. or whatever it is and guess what i was one of those kids so they would have shown this and i would have had to have sat through it and i would have been like man what have i done i've made a couple wrong choices i'm 15 there where did i go wrong <laughs> where did i go wrong that, that this is 15 year old me talking right here right now going man i yeah sure they let me go ahead and build a bottle rocket but did it fly without prayer it did <gasps> what that's what broke me no wonder. that's what changed oh that's where they no failed no wonder they kicked you out they let me go ahead and build an atheist rocket i'm at a like Christian scientist offshoot who once tried to tell me that astronauts weren't real and that gravity wasn't a real force. It was the, it was sin pulling us towards the center of the earth. So I dropped her cell phone and I was like, <laughs> what, why did that fall if it's based on sin? And she said, it's because man made it. And I was like, how convenient, <laughs> man, you got an argument how, for everything. Don't you lady? How convenient. Anyway, I give this movie, like I said, a one out of nine buddy games seal of disapproval. I wish that somebody would have shot me in the nuts at the start (laughs) of this movie because I'd have something to think about besides watching this. And you could have missed Uh, it. You could have missed it. I'd be the only one talking about it right now, suffering for your sins. I'd be like, oh, no, looks like it's a solo Christmas episode. I'm so sad that I missed it. I totally watched it. I support you. If that had happened, I could have thrown in so many religious (laughs) bad fucking jokes. Yeah, I'm doing this for Greg's sins. Greg got shot in the nuts. <laughs> yeah. Pray for him. Pray for his nuts. I, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I would give this you know, the Wasteland <laughs> disapproval. disapproval. The Wasteland disapproval over here. This gets a one out of yeah. nine from me. Blondie. I should make that. You remember those like a Nintendo seal of approval used yeah. to be in games? Yeah, so we should make the Wasteland seal of disapproval like for the extra bad movies. Oh, my God. I love that. that. I love that. And then. We could go ahead and like print out like the one of the images from the movie and like stamp it. And... Yeah, just fucking ugh. This is awful. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, save it for the worst of the worst, which right now I think is only two movies. I would only, I would hope that we're only finding disapproval movies. Like if we do fifty-two episodes a year, then 
maybe four or five in a year. Like, the real stinkers have to be. Because, like, I can't even think who I'd recommend this to. Even religious people, I think there are better religious Christmas movies. And I think that you probably don't watch movies about Santa if you're super religious. You probably watch regular Christmas movies that talk about Jesus. Yeah, well, they depending on which sort of religious group you're in, they might even go, Santa is pagan and evil and because he's mm-hmm. pagan and evil how you're gonna get that pamphlet on your door bud oh by the way with that note that statement there my pile of religious items is growing because now i still have i have my death certificate and i have that religious pamphlet now so they're just oh, yeah they're bathing me in all this stuff and sooner or later i'll have a shrine i'm telling you dude just print their website url on a big ass sign and hang it on your skeleton in the yard sponsored by Oh, I'm going and then to. watch them freak out. It's going to be fantastic. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to go down to the library and get it laminated when I do that too. That's just, a lot of work. Well, because it rains so much, I'd have to replace it every day if I did if I just put it out there. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. Do like wood burning. Hey, pretty sure water doesn't wash away that. I mean, it'll fade it, but whatever. Yeah, you're right. That would be really smart, actually. Yeah, and you have wood and burning. <laughs> And with that, we've been streaming Wastelands. This has been I Believe in Santa. Don't watch this. Greg and I have nothing else to add except for, oh, Santa's dead. Get the fuck out. <laughs> Santa's dead, and we have killed him. And <laughs> we have killed him. Go what find festivals <laughs> will there be to atone for this sin? Oh, wait. Christmas still happens every fucking year. <laughs> I wish we could go ahead and be like, we killed Santa. Corporations yeah. are This movie dying. is 90 minutes long. You could actually make fudge and eat it in that time, and so yeah. I would recommend doing that instead. If you want to get in the Christmas spirit, go make yourself some fudge and eat it, because that's way fucking better for this movie, and you'll actually probably feel less bad. Yeah. Go find us on all the social medias, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok. Uh, Greg just made a, a great YouTube video to talk about James Bond. I'm going to go ahead and let everybody know that now if you haven't checked out our YouTube channel. If you find us on any social medias that we've never talked about, let us know. Go ahead and comment, like, subscribe, go ahead and download, and then delete that script if you want to. Just It helps us out in the end. Spotify, don't listen to this end part here. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything else to add. Bye, guys. Say bye, Greg. Bye. Bye.